What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo, DiMontobano. Fellas, how are we feeling? We got another rebuild episode, and we got the New Orleans Saints today. We're feeling good, baby. Uh, some would say looking good, too. Um, sauce, no cap. Sorry to start the pod like this, but you're looking bad, bro. That ass. It's that weight loss comp, bro. Yo, Damn. weight loss comp? I'm not even kidding. I see it. Down 13 pounds. Damn, looking good. I'm even now. I fucking <laughs> I did some damage this weekend. Damage. Ray I, said, I said I'd be back. I said I'd be back to where I started. Ray said he gained seven pounds so far. So no, 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 no. no. I, I dropped. I dropped ten. I gained seven quick back after a week. So yeah. okay. So I'm, I'm still, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm down, like down like two right now. But yeah, I basically did the same thing. Like eleven, and then gained back nine or some shit. Right. Hey. Yesterday oh was God. yesterday was a disgusting display of lack of self control. So <laughs> I, I have not weighed myself since. You mean we'll, Saturday, right? No, no, yesterday the hangover. Oh day. shit! <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Oh Man. shit! I hear what you're saying. All right, okay. Yeah, let's get into it. So, sorry to get us off track. Um, sometimes the the boys get me buzzing, but Wait, this, you, is, this is gonna you, be this is gonna be a really interesting one. You getting us off track? That's not that's not normal. Yeah, no, sure. I don't do that. I don't do that. You're our Sacagawea team, though. They've been in limbo for for you know the past few years, obviously since Breeze's retirement and uh, the failed experiments of Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, which were which were kind of funny. I, I would like if we touched on the Taysom Hill stuff a little bit, being that was Sean Payton's guy. That was that was really uh was really uh an underrated uh saga, I would say. All right. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um definitely an interesting twenty twenty two offseason, taking a look back really quickly for the New Orleans Saints. First year for head coach Dennis Allen after Sean Payton decided to step away from the team. They were also dealing with Alvin Kamara and a criminal battery trial. That eventually got postponed. Uh, I think that's slated to start March 1st now. So still oh my up. God, the- I fucking forgot about that. Yeah, crazy. So holy they, shit. They kicked that down the road. He got to play this year. So maybe dealing with some jail time this year. Who knows? Um, <laughs> and then three weeks, <laughs> three weeks before the 2022 draft, they decided to make that massive trade with the Philadelphia Eagles that earned them another pick in the 2022 first round. And at the time, we all thought it was for a second move to maybe move up for a quarterback. But they did not do that. They thought they were two pieces away. Which is wild. Dean, can you shut the fuck up and let me get through this? Yeah, He's no, monologue, no, no. bro. He's monologuing. Let him go. I, I love the monologue. I'm sorry. I can't help but comment. All right. Uh, the second move they eventually made was to move up for Chris Olave, which is basically about the only thing they did right last year. They sent their 2023 first and the 2024 second, along with a bunch of other picks in the 2022 draft, and are now paying the price. We'll come back to all this when we get to the draft stuff. Um, when we take a look at their season, they finished seven and ten. Team was pretty much middle of the pack in every offensive kick category. Uh, they were tenth in totals. They were bottom ten in total scoring, though, and they were bottom seven in explosive plays of twenty or more. Had just seven rushing plays of 20 yards, and three of them were from Taysom Hill. So need to get a little bit more explosive on the offensive side. Defensively, this team has always been solid. They got good pieces. Top 10 in points allowed, fifth in sacks, second in pass yards allowed. However, they struggled against the run, so an area of room to grow for that defensive line. Ray, this is the second oldest team in the league, and just six years ago, it seems like a long time, but... It was six years ago they had maybe the greatest the greatest draft class of all time. And Lattimore, 
Ramchek, Alvin Kamara, Marcus Williams, um, a whole bunch of guys. This team is an absolute cap hell right now. What's the direction of this team right now? You think they got to ride it out for another year or two? They have a lot of money that come off the books in 2024. They have a lot of guys um, that they can cut. Or do they start the breakdown now? I think this is going to be a massive uh, transition year, to be honest. I don't, I mean, when I was looking at their, like their salary cap for looking, I mean, obviously the salary cap is brutal, but there's not much room for um, for cutting, like, and just like saving money in that way. I think this, this offseason is going to be the typical uh, Saints offseason. They're going to restructure all their guys, convert all the yearly salary into bonuses, maybe add some void years to some guys, and just literally just keep kicking the can down the road for at least another season just to be able to get a team on the field. Um, I think this team is pretty, their roster is pretty solid. Uh, I think that obviously the glaring hole at quarterback is what's giving them a cloudy future, but uh, they were able to get a couple picks back uh, in that Sean Payton trade. So maybe they can use some, some of that for next year and go up and find their way up for a quarterback. But right now I think it's going to be a transitionary year and uh, they're going to have to ride out with Jameis. Right. Yeah. Dean, we, we just talked about that quarterback situation and, the quarterback of the future isn't on the roster right now. Let's be honest. They thought they maybe had something with Jameis when they signed him to a two-year deal, but he was out for most of the year. They rolled with Andy Dalton. Um, what do you think the the move is, honestly, for them? You think they retain Dalton and try to stabilize with a veteran? They take one maybe in the second or third round, and you know if it, if it starts to go wrong, you throw a young guy in. What do you think? I mean, that's a, that's honestly an interesting question. I, I would probably, considering they have some solid ammo in the middle rounds, that would probably be where they go. I, other than that, I consider this a complete punt year. Uh, I mean, if they had their 10th overall pick, which is obviously owned by the Eagles right now, then we would maybe be in the discussion of getting up a little bit or staying right there if, if you liked an A-Rich or or uh, or maybe wanted to get up and get one of the, the, the top three. Uh, but as it stands, I, I think they just go with what they got and they basically hope, pray that maybe some of the aging defensive talent that has been holding up way later than most people would suggest, for example, Demario Davis, Honey Badger and Cam Jordan, and hope that this team is a little bit worse than this this roster would suggest. And maybe they they have a shot at one of the top few quarterbacks in next year's draft yeah it's it's so interesting because you're right they do have a lot of these aging guys on the defensive side of the ball who've had good years but when you take a look at this division this division was bad this year mm-hmm. but now without tom brady for the bucks all three of these teams obviously other than the saints are going to be looking at new quarterbacks carolina is probably going to end up drafting a guy atlanta needs to make a move for a quarterback and now tampa bay needs to make a move for a quarterback so you mentioned kicking the can, like it's tough. Like you got a shot to win this division. Yeah, I mean, they, and their their roster's uh, talented enough to get it done too. I think it's just that the question at quarterback is just obviously makes that long term future a little cloudy. Uh, one thing I want to know just on this team, I guess before uh, we really get like dive in, the continuity of this organization is kind of fucking insane. Like, I mean, I know this is Dennis Allen's second year, but. Obviously, this is his second stint with the uh, the Saints too. He was a DC back in the day, mm-hmm. but um, Mickey Loomis he's been he's been here for twenty years as a Crazy. GM. It's like it's not even talked about enough. I mean, the the work he does with the cap every year we mention it. They're kind of in hell right now, but he, I feel like every year they're in cap hell, and he's gonna he'll like figure out a way to restructure and get their way out of it a little bit. 
And then their um their offensive coordinator has been there since two thousand nine too. They like, thought I th- I thought he may get may get uh can too, and they ended up keeping him. Dude, is that is that have they you, like their that guys? Like, yeah, but is that like a thing? Like, has, is there another offensive coordinator that's been in the same position on the same team for thirteen years? No, that's no. bananas no, though. Um, so the continuity is there. So and this organization, I feel like, I know like it's they kind of uh get caught some flack for their recent moves. Uh, one you didn't mention the trading of Chauncey Gardner Johnson too. That also looked pretty bad because he had a great year with the Very Eagles. Bad. They only got a couple of day three picks out of it, I think. But um, this organization's been there. They've done that and they've weathered the storm. So I wouldn't be surprised, like you said, to see, see them go for it and try to win this division. Uh, it's gonna be tough though. They're gonna need to get creative. Right. Taking a look back at their draft last year, uh, we mentioned them moving up for Chris Olave. He moved. They moved up to the 111 to take Chris Olave. Awesome year for him. He was great. Big bright spot for them moving forward. Um, they used that second first round pick to take Trevor Penning, Dean's boy, who was up and down, didn't get a ton of playing time at the beginning of the season, but also he, hurt. Yeah, he will be. A, he will be a piece for them and um, should be starting a tackle for them next year. They took Alante Taylor in the second round, defensive back from Tennessee. Um, they took DeMarco Jackson in the fifth and Jordan Jackson in the sixth. Um, so talk to me about some of these young pieces they got, not just not just from this draft. Some other guys, obviously, Ryan Ramchak, great tackle that they paid. But you mentioned some of these other guys. DeMario Davis, 34, turning 35. Cam Jordan, 34, turning 35. Um, and Marshawn Lattimore as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think – I think it actually starts with like the the, the, the amount of um, investment in the offensive line, both financially and uh, draft wise. Uh, it just shows how much they how much uh, emphasis they place on that. Since 2017, I think they've drafted almost all of their offensive line uh, in the first round. Besides, actually, 2015 is when it started with yeah, Andrews, Pete, Andrews Pete in 2015. 2017, Ryan Ramchick. Uh, 2019, uh, not the first round, but their first pick, second round, Eric McCoy, who's center. He's been playing really well for them. Caesar Ruiz the following year in the first round, and then obviously uh, Trevor Penning. So they built this offensive line. It's hopefully stable. I mean, they've had to pay some of their guys, but they have it figured out, which is uh, I think that's a good place to start, if any, to, when you try to build a winner. Have that figured sure. out with premium premium assets, premium talent. Right. All right. So we mentioned this cap hell that they're in. It's real bad. Minus $57 million in cap space right now. So – what they can actually do, who knows? They're going to obviously have to restructure, and they continually do that with their roster. But some big free agents um, on their roster right now, uh, D-Tackle, David Omanyata, Marcus Davenport, Shai Tuttle, Caden Ellis, uh, Contavious Street, um, and on the offensive side, Juwan Johnson, who actually led the team in, in touchdowns this year. Penn State, what up? Um, and then Andy Dalton as well, right? Who you want to talk about first? Um, I will mention all those defensive line guys that I mentioned. It's close to forty percent of their sack production last year, so they got to bring some of these guys back. Who you want to start with? I mean, I think before we start with who they're going to bring back, Onyemata uh, and Marcus Davenport. I'm pretty sure are still on the hook for like twenty million dollars against the cap this year. I think they gave them void years, so they're still on the cap, and they're still, and they're probably not going to play for the team. So that's uh, pretty massive. I think also referring to uh, Davenport and even um, what's his name uh, Turner in, in a little bit. Like the, some of the draft picks that they've spent on the defensive line and at edge in particular have really not worked out the way they hope. 
Uh, Marcus Davenport is real projection. I remember they when they trade up for him too. A lot of people are like, wait, what the fuck did they just do that for? Uh, <laughs> everyone thought Mickey Lewis do something they didn't, and he just really didn't perform the way that they thought. And uh, I know Peyton Turner; he's only been in the league for two years, but something similar to that. Uh, that being said, I think Caden Ellis is the one free agent that you probably have to try to bring back. Uh, seventh round pick in 2019, I believe, uh, and he's kind of plays off ball. He can play at, on the edge. He had seven sacks for them, so. Think that's someone, it's some youth that they probably shouldn't let try to walk away. Um, they let Hendrickson walk away a couple years ago, and he's played his ass off on Cincinnati. So, yeah, Dean, what about you? Any of these guys? I mean, I don't have much to add to that besides maybe disagreeing on Anya Meta. Uh, I he they played, he played solid for them, he's older, so you'd have to imagine he, you know, he's probably not going to be asking for much more, but I'm fairly certain they. They stand to gain no cap savings by letting him go. And like you said, it's a void year, so I, I'm pretty sure that they'll probably bring him back. But other than other than what you said, you know, I pretty much agree. It's just uh, – it's really just a mess. Yeah, it really is. I, th- I think they do need to bring back Juwan Johnson. I think they th- thought uh, Adam Troutman would be the piece at, at tight end. But uh, since moving Juwan Johnson from wide receiver to tight end, he's been really good for them. Juwan's uh, a restricted free agent, though, so I'm assuming they'll slap a tender on him and uh, right. he'll be back. Right. I mean, we mentioned this money that they got invested in these guys. They got a ton of money into Alvin Kamara with possible jail time coming, might not even play this year. That's actually Go what ahead. I was going to ask. If he um if he gets suspended all year, does that, that cap's not on the hook, right, I'm assuming? The cap is not on the hook, I believe. Because he would be one of the 51. Right. right. Yeah. So interesting to see what happens there. Um, I They do have a void year in 2024 for him, for Taysom Hill, um, and for Demario Davis, I believe. So a lot of stuff could be coming off next year. Um, it might not be this year. Some of the other guys, Michael Thomas, just hasn't been on the field in, in three years. They got a lot of money invested into him. Uh, Andrews Pete, who we mentioned earlier, they do have an out this year, and I think the dead cap is $17 million, But honestly, what are you going to do with that? You might as well retain him and try to go yeah. for it. Yeah, I think I think they save like two mil. Right. It's it's just – it's really a mess. I would love to uh, be in Mickey Loomis's office and just seeing how he's going to work yeah, out. There's no front that. office that works harder during the, during the offseason than them. It's crazy. It's crazy because like all these guys Rams have probably up there. Like all these guys are restructured too. It's, that's what the the wildest part is. Like it's like they've all already been restructured. So I was like, how much more can you work with? Um, I feel like Jameis Winston is someone that maybe he's able to restructure. He's got that fifteen million dollar hit, so maybe convert that. I mean, he's also got three void years after this too, so maybe yeah. not. I don't know how the fuck that works. Yeah, that's crazy. I feel like, I feel like you might cut him. I don't know. Um. Yeah, it's it's a lot of TBD for this team. Um, we'll talk about some free agent targets again. Not even really sure who they can go after. Who you guys want to talk about? Anybody that you think could fit this team? Uh, I, I consider this a, a non-factor. I consider this something <laughs> that we wouldn't even go into, to be completely honest with you. So I came with none because I don't I don't see what they're doing. I'm, I mean, we could probably – when we discussed uh, which team, when we – they were in pretty. They were in cap hell as well. We kind of talked about a few guys that were either on the older side, where you can get on the low, or young guys who were, you know, first, second, or third rounders who just 
have not fit the bill at all and have played fairly brutal. So maybe trying to get them on like a, on a deal where luckily they, they tap into the potential that why, you know, for the reason that they were drafted so highly. But other than that, I, I got nothing to add. Right. What about you? Anybody? I mean, I think you have to sign someone at running back just in case. I mean, assuming Alvin Kamara is going to miss some significant time. Um, you can also draft. I think you probably had to invest in the draft as well, maybe on day three. But someone like Dante Foreman, who's young, he's flashed when he's given the, when he's been given the opportunity. He won't cost that much. I can see him. Someone like him, he can complement like an Eno Benjamin, who's already in there too. Um, and then I think we both said we need some. They need some D tackle help uh, in a big way. I think that, uh, like you said, I think they were like I want to say eighth most rushing yards allowed. Um, but it's, again, it's just so hard with the fucking lack of money to even like speculate who um, right. maybe, maybe like a Linval Joseph, someone who's old and just going to take a kind of a minimum contract uh, or maybe even someone like Puna Ford. Uh, he's kind of like a nose only run stopper. He doesn't really offer much pass rush upside, but he can help that help fill that run defense a little bit. Yeah. I had, I had Puna Ford listed as well. Um, some other guys who I just thought about, I think this team definitely needs wide receiver help. Um, they need somebody up. Op- they need somebody opposite Olave. A couple of guys I had listed. Uh, DJ Chark, I think, is a, a good fit, a field stretcher for them. LSU too could could get a a deal on the low. Mac Hollins, who just had a a decently good year for the Raiders, but I think he's on he's twenty nine. So see what there. Uh, see what he get, could get. And then Darius Slayton was another guy. I think he kind of fits this offense well. He's gonna get paid though. You think? I think. I mean, for the market, I think he's going to get more money than you'd think. Yeah, maybe because it's just a shitty wide receiver class. Um, some other guys I also had you know, on the offensive line, I think these are just maybe some young guys that you could possibly take a swing on. Uh, Nate Herbig, who played decently well for the Jets when, when he filled in. I think he's only 26. Nate Davis from Tennessee, he's also 26, has, has had an up-and-down career, but – um, could have some good football left. And then Cody Ford, who was also, uh, I believe, a first or second rounder, too, has been bounced around. So maybe just some young guys on the interior of that offensive line that they could uh, possibly take a good look at. It's fucking good. It's tough for them, man. They're going to have to hit. I mean, good thing about them is that they have the history of hitting with day three draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's never, never out. Like you said, that one draft a few years ago is one of the probably the best drafts of all time that I remember. Isn't it crazy that with the team that they already had, which was amazing team that was that was you know contesting and one of the top dogs going for a potential Super Bowl, with that insane draft on top of it, you have the Minnesota miracle, and then you have obviously the the pretty atrocious no call on the uh, in the Rams game for uh, the 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 pass interference, right? Yeah, that's the, literally one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so I mean, back to back. Pretty pretty crazy. So honestly, as a Saints fan, I'm sure a lot of them are are still thinking, "What if?" Right. All right. Yeah, should be a really interesting off season to see what they can do and see how they clear up any money to go out and sign some guys. Let's talk some draft stuff before we get to the mock. Um, quickly about some of the picks that they have let go, picks that they have gotten back this year. They got eight picks. Um, they have a pick in the first round now, so clap it up for, for the Saints. Good, good job, guys. Um, so they have picked 30 now from the Sean Payton trade. 
They got three picks in the top 75. So I'd mention that Eagles deal. They had swapped a bunch of picks um, and moved a bunch of picks in the 2022 draft. But 2023, the Eagles are taking their first round pick. And then in 2024, the Eagles have their second round pick. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about Sean Payton. And, they have, uh, I'm pretty sure they got the uh, the Broncos second round pick back next year, though, I believe, right? Yes, they got the Broncos first this year that was moved from San Fran. Um, and then they have the second next year. Okay, at least they got another day two pick back. I think they also gave up their third, though, as well, if I'm not mistaken. So they're just fucking, they're going mad in mode on this shit. Yeah, pretty crazy. Let's talk about the Sean Payton comp for a little bit before we get into the draft. What'd you make of that? I mean, good for them. They it's a literally just it's all game. He wasn't going to sit back in that building again, and they got a first round pick out of it. So it was yeah, definitely great. a win. Definitely a win for the Saints. And then I think in terms of Denver, um, I think Russell Wilson is was as close to a sunk cost as you can possibly get, and they they're trying to re, uh, recoup some of that. And I think the only way is to go more in debt. So they say, "Fuck it, let's just give up this first round." I mean, pick. I love that. I, it's the good old, it's the good old double down theory. And it I'm really is. Like, I, I have never, ever, ever won anything or felt better while employing the double down theory. But I'm definitely uh, someone who does uses it a lot. But I will say, I mean, it's a, a obviously you're going to say it's a sunk cost for for Russ after you know he just threw up less touchdowns than he has bathrooms in his house and i think it was tied it was tied yeah i think he yeah. got there thanks sauce <laughs> good for him that was actually big news i didn't know that but hey i i like this double down it it was a lot uh you know what a one a two next year and uh, you know they i believe they get a three back with peyton uh, i mean i i'm gonna assume that's gonna be the guy so you know you know, say a few years from now, you know, you gave it your all and I, I respect the fuck out of it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to avoid the, the Denver Broncos stuff right now because we are talking about the Saints. Um, and I'm with you guys. Generally, I think if you are going to double down, you just got to do it. But they almost pulled the reins back when they traded Bradley Chubb last year. You know what I mean? Like. They tried to make it not so much a sunk cost for Russell Wilson. They tried to get some picks back. So was that really worth it in the end if you were just going to give up another one and a two for a coach? Yeah, well, you know, they're getting they're just getting fucking destroyed. It's just, lack of, by it's media, just like a lack of philosophy. Fan base, and they're just like, we got to do something again to that's just that's what it is at the end of the day. It's a business. I know. It's just like not not a not a consistent philosophy to, to build on. And I think that's Good point. where teams get in trouble. I, I think that the lack of, I think it's what they're thinking was like the lack of direction p- prior to him. I think that they think that he's going to bring some stability and hopefully get Russ back on track, which I guess it remains to be see, seen. I mean, if you get a coach that can fix Russ, it's worth a first round pick. So, yeah. Also, I mean, you know, the Broncos front office and ownership probably watched that movie where Kevin James plays Sean Payton. They were they were probably thrilled. They're like, we got to bring that motherfucker in. Hell of a they, were bringing, they, were, they were bringing Kevin James. They, Kevin, they, 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 imagine Sean Payton. Imagine real Sean Payton came to the office. They're like, this isn't the guy. This movie. isn't him. This isn't the guy we traded for, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. All right, okay. Um, Let's uh, uh, yeah, let, let, let's get let's get uh, let's get drafted. Yeah, 
before we get into the, to the mock, real quick, okay. let's, talk, let's let's talk about some needs for this team and, and yeah. what we should be targeting, especially at, at pick thirty. What, what what do you guys think we should be going after? So, uh, at thirty, we're obviously going to be probably not looking. I mean, it's actually not impossible. Who knows? I mean, the the draft process is still going on. We're we're already seeing quarterbacks. Obviously, Hayner is is the first. Uh, to think of it, you know, where they're soaring. And one, I guess, can possibly squeeze into the back end of the one. Uh, I would be surprised if that's where this goes. But we talked about how, right? Yeah, no, I agree. But uh, but what, you want to say something, Sauce? Uh, if if Hayner goes in in the first round, I'm, no, 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 I'm saying I'm saying that he's an example of a quarterback that is <laughs> soaring up the draft because during the draft process, we see quarterbacks, soar high and higher and higher who knows um maybe like a tanner mckee if if they really like him and he and he kills it in the rest of the draft process who knows uh but besides that i i mostly see this as being defense they they're pretty solid on o-line they have olave i don't see them taking a running back with all the problems they have at 30 and we talked about obviously the glaring glaring problem of age in that defense with all their best players on all facets of the defense so Maybe maybe a corner. Uh, obviously, it's a really good corner class. Maybe you see one that you really like that falls to thirty. That's probably where what I'm thinking. That you, Ray. I mean, I kind of fucking with it. I love their corner room to be honest. I don't think uh, a corner necessarily, maybe safety or like a a hybrid, someone like Antonio Johnson who could play both safety and nickel. Maybe uh, I think up front they may look too. They may. I think defensive tackle makes a lot of sense. Like I said before. And I wouldn't doubt them trying to take another swing on a toolsy edge. So, um, yeah, I think I, I can see them going there. Uh, wide receiver is obviously a need. I don't know if they're going to take another one in the first round, though. Uh, I could also see them trading back and just trying to get more more dart throws to throw at the board. They've done damage on day two, so maybe they trade back into the middle of the second round again and just get more picks. That's where I am. I think a trade back is really nice for them. They're picking at 30 and then they got pick 41 too. So maybe if you can somehow get an extra two and a three somewhere yeah. and just start to load up. Cause I mean, we've mentioned it at nauseum at this point, but these aging guys on this roster, I mean, at some point they're going to be gone. So you got to retool for the future. It's crazy. Cause they won't be gone off of their cap. <laughs> Fucking they, most of them are on t- till 2025, even 2026, which is crazy. Ain't that the truth? All right, fellas. Let's get to the mock. We're starting up. Let's get jiggy with it. And here we go. I'm not going to read out all the picks. because Ooh, we got Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, as I just went Christian Gonzalez again. Ooh, love that. All right. <laughs> so we're on the clock at pick 30 slash 29 because Dolphins. Oh, yeah. It is 29. That, that's a big deal. All hey, right. I, I, I see a guy glaring, looking me right in the face right now. Uh, no, might no. not be the perfect fit, but I love Nolan Smith there. Oh, I guess there's someone else. Who are you gonna a, that? That's a toolsy edge. Um, a couple, right? Who are you looking at here? Any, I any... mean, B, my boy BJ jumps off the screen. Stay, stay at LSU. Um, plug him right in ac- across from Cam Jordan. I think that makes a lot of sense. A little different type of player than what they usually go for, but. Um, I mean, maybe maybe difference better because the edges they've been drafting lately haven't been working out too well. Right. Yeah, I'm looking at a couple guys here. I'm looking at. I mean, Joey I'm Porter looking at. Tra- I'm looking at Trenton Simpson, possibly. I think I mean, they're, 
I think him and Demario Davis are really nice, and I feel like once Demario's gone, he's good in a good spot. Siaki Ika is tough because they need to stop the run, and I feel like he's like finesse kind of. I like BJ as well, and I like Kalaja Kansi too. I'm picking between those four guys, I think. Not Nolan? I don't know how well Nolan fits the scheme. I kind of like BJ too, just because he's also so young where they can like, I feel like they kind of need some more youth on that defensive front in particular. I feel like they may not be true, true competitors for a few years once they uh, find their guy. Um, I'm trying to think who else we can. Tight end one, tight end one isn't crazy. I also, I also feel, I also feel like a trade back here would be fucking money for that. That's like where I, that's kind of where I am too. Cause there are some guys I like for this team. And I think if we could move back to like, even I'd rather I I think with where the board is I'd probably rather BJ than a than a trade back person. All right, let's take BJ then. So we got first pick off the board BJ Ojolari at pick twenty nine, and then we're back on the clock. Oh, it's tight end one at pick forty. Is Don Kincaid? I kind of fuck with it to be honest with you. That pick is. I, that I think he's. A, I think you sprint that up to the. You sprint. That I think him and Ju, him and Jawan to together kind of complement each other well. Uh, he's good receiver. I think he complements Olave well too. Gives takes some pressure off him. I kind of fuck with it to be honest with you. I mean, they're gonna have. I just feel like I'd rather take a. Place. I feel like I'd rather take a receiver right now than take a tight end. That being said, I also wouldn't hate I mean, I'd, rather, I'd rather I'd rather I'm pretty sure I'd rather him over yeah I'd rather him over any of those large really I yeah. think I think I'd prefer downs over Kincaid uh um, I think I don't know I think Drew Sanders makes a lot I know we draft Drew Sanders a lot but Drew Sanders makes a lot of sense honestly they like to blitz their linebackers I wouldn't sure. even hate that, Jameer that, that linebacker room is 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 secretly a pretty deep I think their linebackers are pretty good to be honest Pete Warren yeah. has played well too um, yeah, but like, they, is Pete Warner a difference maker? Zach I kind of let's go. Quick, let's go with Cam Cade. I kind of fuck with him. Yeah, All right, let's we'll go. Take, I love I think that. They need, I, think they go, baby. I think they need a receiving target. He's I love this draft too. right now, and I'm not even a big BJ Ojolari guy. All right, we took Kincaid with the second pick. Um, ooh, Hyatt's staring at us in the face, but he Travis Hodges Tomlinson. Dean, you, you say, say the same you guys time, every day. Every time. <laughs> we, I, think it, I think it fits, though. And it's the first guy that jumps off. I don't I, think, I like Jordan Battle. I don't think they need to go corner. That's going to be a guy that kind of Ray talked about. That I kind of – I was going to bring him up. Hooker. I was going to bring him up before the, we started talking about it, but I figured he'd be here. I think Hendon Hooker makes a lot of sense. I I'm like s- that. I'm super down for it's this. It's kind of like a um a little bit of a hedge in case, because if they're gonna be better than like they're not gonna be in the I don't think the running of um what you call it, like a top five pick next year. I think their roster's a little too good and too weak of a division. And let's say they're not, I think they need a quarterback on the roster going forward because Jameis won't be there. So I think it makes yeah. sense. I'm looking at the the interior guys too. Didn't see anybody that loved linebacker. All these guys stink. <laughs> um I like that. All right. I also like. I feel like Jair fits well too, but I'm with you. I think this quarterback situation needs to get figured out. You can't have Andy Dalton playing 17 games for you again. All right, so we're gonna take Hendon Hooker there in the third round for the New Orleans Saints. So once this 
loads back up. I like this draft. I like what we did. I'm not in love with the Kincaid pick. I do like Dalton Kincaid. I just think we probably could have used a receiver rather than a tight end. But um, just receivers in general in the draft. I feel like this receiver draft is not that good, to be honest with you. I think they just need a target. I think Kincaid's a sure-handed target who should help them. Yeah, I just like Downs because I think he fits nicely with um, with Olave. Just throw him right in the slot and have both those guys go. Um, but hey, I do like this draft. So we took B.J. Ojolari in the first round at pick 29. We took Dalton Kincaid in the second round at pick 40. And then in the third round, got Hendon Hooker, quarterback of the future. How are we feeling about that, fellas? I kind of fuck with it, to be honest. This might be my favorite draft we've done for a team. Different, too. It is different. But I feel like this one is actually very possible. Yeah. Okay. Hooker's going to be you know interesting. What I mean? like, like a lot of the dra- like I actually see BJ Ojolari at 29, Kincaid at 40, and Hooker around 71. Yeah, I think Hooker probably ends up going in the second round. If I he, had he to might, guess. but I, you think I so? Like, I feel like I'm always, I feel like yeah. I, I always am a bit surprised when a guy who comes into the process and was injured and doesn't really get to obviously reap the rewards of the draft process. I feel like they end up going a little bit later than everyone expects. So I feel right. like that would be a Hendon Hooker kind of spot. I feel like those mid tier quarterbacks always end up falling too. They do, especially in recent memory. Yeah. I'm with you. I just think uh, I know he's 25 coming off an injury, but I feel like everything I read about this guy is like, yeah. he's just like an A plus dude. He you, saw, you saw it when they were talking to him at the senior bowl, like when he's just with the guys, like this is a guy that people just rally around. I don't know. That might be enough, you know, when he got, cause obviously he's going to be doing all of his interviews. That might be enough to where it a non-factor his injury. Who knows? Yeah. It, it, yeah, he's going to be a very, very interesting evaluation. But, hey, I think if you get him in the third round, I think that's a really great value and a, a steal, I think, at a guy that you could probably play. Maybe not this year with the injury stuff, but come next year, be looking good for them. Yeah, I think we did a good job. All right, fellas. So to wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles, thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed our New Orleans Saints rebuild Stay with us. We got a wide receiver rankings coming out this week. Um, I think that'll be a Wednesday drop, possibly. Yes. Thursday. Thursday drop. Thursday. So stay with us for that. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at two tackles with the number two. And stick with us as we continue this 2022-2023 draft season. Let's go, boys. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Oh, God. Appreciate you, fellas.